Blog Talk Radio. Hi, Psychic America. This is Tracy Brown, Psychic Tracy Brown. How are you today? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I hope everyone has the opportunity to enjoy Thanksgiving. Um, I personally had a really good Thanksgiving, and I'm always grateful for any amount of happiness during the holidays because I appreciate good holidays because I didn't always have good holidays. So with that being said, um, this year was probably one of my happiest years um, to give thanks. And let me tell you why. Because I have a mentally challenged sister that I brought from New York City to live with me, um, and that was hell. That was complete hell. Um, she lived in New York City. She lived in upstate New York. She wasn't being taken care of well. No accusations. I, I thought my sister deserved better, um, much better. And she called me about three years ago, and she said, she talks like, a, she's like 56, and she talks like a little girl, and she goes, she says, could I come live with you? And I said, Tony, you know, she's from New York. I'm from New York, native New Yorker. She was in New York when she made this, you know, request. And I said, Tony, I live in California. And she knows nothing about California. She knows nothing about anything other than the four corners of her group home that she lived in. And she goes, then I come to California then. <sighs> And I did exactly that. I just, like, took in a deep breath, and I let it out, and I, I listened to God. Whatever that means for you and whatever that means for me, in that moment, I listened to God. And what I heard was, oh, you're doing it. And I just did a deep breath, and I was like, Tony, that means I have to fight the state of New York because she was awarded the state. And and I said, you know that if I fight, I'll win, which means you'll get to come. And I didn't know that to be true, but um, I did fight the state of New York. I tried to fight the state of New York, and they fought me tooth and nail. Um, and ultimately, I tricked them. I found out that I was allowed to have my sister come out for a vacation. And it was during that vacation that I got her on this grounds of California, and being on the grounds of California, mentally challenged, and when I say mentally challenged, she's like mentally retarded, she's not cuckoo crazy, but it doesn't matter, I just want you to know that she has a limited, you know, capability, so she kind of stopped at age 10, but her body kept growing, Um, but those people, those very specific people, that's the disability, she falls into the disability category, not mental illness, two different things, disability. They had very specific rights under the Latterman Act or something, Latterman Act or something like that. And in California, they have a right to state where and who they want to live with. And I took advantage of that, and we made concessions, and I did it without a lawyer. I don't even know how that's possible. In any case, she wound up living with me. And then my hell started. <laughs> Complete hell. But I don't know how to deal with a mentally disabled person. And I got a quick crash crash course, and 
subsequently, I found a group home for her. Like, it was way over my head. It was too much to handle. And I just saw my life being dedicated, like literally dedicated to my sister um, in a way that I was not willing to sign up for. Once again, God is good, though, because what God did was he found, he, I, it kept getting delayed. I kept saying, I kept saying, we're going to put her in a group home, and I kept saying no. And then he would find another group home, and I kept saying no. And I didn't know why I kept saying no. And then finally, my mentally challenged sister, in one of his requests, she heard the request, and she says, with clear mind, it's really weird with the mentally challenged, like you have these moments of clarity, and that's what I call it with her. She had this moment of clarity, and she looked at me, and she said, let me go. And I kind of looked at her, and I was like, wait, what? And she repeated it. She said, let me go. And with that statement, she wound up in a group home where she's at now. And although in the beginning she completely hated the group home, cut to two years later, best choice ever. She's well cared for. She's catered to. Um, it's a, a household, I think, of like five uh, diverse disabilities. And in any case, I now go to, I'm telling you this whole story because I now go to her group home for Thanksgiving. And this year, my son was there and his wife was there. She's having her baby. And so I kind of had, like, my family around me. And I didn't always have my family around me. Um, There's been several Thanksgivings and Christmases that I spent alone. Um because at one point, my son and I were talking. <laughs> and so I didn't get acknowledged. And I had to learn a lesson. And sometimes when you're meant to learn a lesson, it's hard to perceive it because you're so busy pitying you. Um, and I was no different than anybody else who had to spend holidays alone. And I had to figure out what was I doing wrong that created an atmosphere of that much, um, I have, the way I like to say it is ugly, of that much ugly where people didn't want to be around me. Um, thank God I went deep enough to know that I needed to change. Can't expect everybody else to change. But if I change, I wonder what could happen. And that's when I started realizing that, okay, I'm going to pray. I'm going to talk to my God. I'm going to ask this is just me, you know, Jesus for help. Those are my tools. And I'm going to see, like, my God, like, what can you do for me if I decide to be a better, nicer, more conscious of other people's feelings um, person? And lo and behold, you know, my son came back around. And just in time, because he has this beautiful wife and this new baby that, whose life I want to be a part of, and so on and so forth. So for me, I had a great Thanksgiving. Um, and I have to say, finally, finally. Um, but in the last, like, maybe two and a half years, it's been growing to, like, developing into a better family. Even when my, when my son and I got back together, it was still kind of weird for both of us because all of a sudden I was no longer the same person and neither was he, because he was not a child anymore. He wasn't 18, 19. He's 25 now. 
and yet he was still growing into his manhood, and so I had to figure out with him who he was, and he had to figure out with me who I was, and it's just a beautiful thing today is what I'm trying to tell you. As we work through all that ugly, it's a beautiful thing today, but it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, and that was my lesson, and that's the story that I'm going to tell you. Nothing happens overnight. So as we're trying to repair things in our lives and in our past or trying to get back together with people and respect that Cinderella story, I have to tell you, don't expect a Cinderella story. Just don't expect it. Put one foot in front of the other, and you change you. You change you and allow people to change around you. And as you allow people to change around you, guess what's going to happen? Some people have to go. As you decide that this is what I want in my life, whatever that is, I don't know what it is for you. I know what it was for me. Some people have to go. They can't continue on your journey. And so they fall apart. They stop calling. And when you look up again, you're like, wait, how did that happen? Let them go because what's going to get provided are the right people to come around you in your new self. Again, the, um, the board, oh, my goodness, the board is lit up like a Christmas tree. And I'm actually going to take care of Kalia first. <laughs> because Kalia was on last week, and I keep trying to figure out, like, how long I should go. I went a half an hour. That didn't work. And then uh, half an hour was just ridiculously too soon because I talked too much. And then... I went an hour last week, and for whatever reason, that didn't work either. So now I'm an hour and a half this week, but I don't know. Maybe I go an hour and a half, but I don't know. But borders it up like a Christmas tree, so I might go an hour and a half. Before I get started, let me always give my commercial, which is I worked out at a Christmas, um, the Christmas store. It's a green man store in North Hollywood, California. Personal readings, people. This is what I do for a living. Um, I love doing a radio show, though. I have to be honest with you. I really, really enjoy it. Um, but reach me at 818-985-2010, for your own personal readings, and they're in increments of 15 minutes, 15 and a half hour, 45 minutes, or an hour. Um, let me thank all those people who trust me and who believe in me and see the results of my psychic meeting. I'm really grateful for that. Um, I'm going to tell you a story that happened yesterday, yesterday's story, but I actually have to write it down, and I'll go back to it, but I'm not going to tell you right now. Um, just let me tell you, good luck with everybody shopping Black Friday. Um, I'm not a fan of 4 o'clock, 6 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m., shopping at Walmart or Kohl's. I'm not a fan of being trampled for a $200 60-inch TV. It's just not my game, but it's becoming a United States tradition. Unfortunately, it's coupled with a lot of fighting. Um, it's also coupled with fighting guns, um, laser guns even. It's just bizarre. I wish... I wish that people would understand that Black Friday is about shopping and that kids are shopping with their parents. Um, and I wish it could turn into something, like, more beautiful. And I think if we put that word out there collectively this time next year, maybe we can actually have a better shopping experience, but we have to decide that universally. 
you know, we have to say that as a country, as opposed to Black Friday, you know, get online, we should think of it more of a spiritual um, essence of, like, the beauty of shopping. Like, just take a higher spiritual level and maybe all the fighting will stop. I pray for all those people that are still shopping. I'm not a fan of shopping. It's just me. Um, I worked at Target, and I rarely shopped at Target. <laughs> I'm not, not a fan of shopping, but that's just me. Um, so I would never be a Black Friday participant. But safety, safety first. Uh, today is Small Business Saturday, and Monday is Cyber Monday. So I, I enjoy all that kind of stuff. And I work at a store, small business, you know, support your small business people. The last thing I want to discuss, um, I was going to discuss some celebrity stuff, but I'll try and get it out there um, in between the calls, um, is I created a uh, call, The Third Eye View, and the name came from one of the hosts in the show, Sean. Um, and it's a, a view from four different psychics on any particular hot topic, celebrity hot topic. So it's a little bit like TMZ to me and a little bit like The View and a little bit like The Talk, although I kind of like The Talk over The View because I think The View sometimes can be a little stuffy. And The Talk seems to have, The Talk on CBS and The Views on ABC, The Talk seems to have a little more free-spiritness and fun in them, and it's the balance of the two, but psychic. Um, we're trying really hard to develop it, so last, and I post it every Tuesday. Last Tuesday was the first, and then I have another one. We, we do it every Friday. I have another one to post on this Tuesday, but we already did it. We already did it, and because it's the holiday weekend, there's only two people instead of the four, but you know what? It is what it is. Still went through with it. So <clears throat> I'm going to create its own YouTube page, the Third Eye View, but right now it's still going to fall under my YouTube channel, Pop Culture Psychic. Um, the last thing I want to discuss is Incognito. <clears throat> I did a video on Incognito, the football player for the Miami Dolphins. However, in my video I kept saying the Raiders, which was really weird. I kept saying he was from the Raiders. I don't know where I got that from, but he's from the Miami Dolphins. And I predicted that he was going to have some trouble, that he was going to have a lawsuit, <clears throat> the challenge, <clears throat> like get a lawyer, file your own grievance. Um, I kind of saw that he may not come back to the Dolphins, and they're kind of leading up to that. He is out indefinitely, indefinitely while the investigation goes on. I'm also getting that he's, like, so sad about this, like this guy totally, totally, like, loves being a football player. Um, he is going to stand for the face of bullying. Um, and the NFL is not going to take the responsibility that they should be taking. Um, Incognito is going to take the fall for this. Um, he is suspended with pay, and that is one of the things that I mentioned in terms of him following his grievance, that he should get his money back. He did get his money back. Um, his agreement with them is that he'll stay out for the investigation. Um, I was thinking about looking into Jonathan Martin, but I might do that in, in video. Um, I just want to say, like, I feel really bad for Incognito. And, you know, I get from my car that he's just a real nice guy. I really do. 
you know, um, I, I got that maybe Jonathan Martin's a little bit of a baby. And, I'm, you know, that's, that's just what I'm getting. It sucks to be you, Jonathan Martin. I'm really, really sorry. It's a man's game. Man's game, get out of the man's game if you can't handle it. Um, and incognito, his rep is like, his reputation is just like being plummeted. And I, I promise you, he, he's coming across in my cause as a really nice guy. So I kind of get the feeling, <clears throat> if you look at my video, that he may not be invited back to the Miami Dolphins. Um, by the time, I think it's something like four, six weeks. Um, indefinite is whether we're putting indefinite, but he's getting it with pay. And by the time the investigation is over, there may be two more games left. And unless the Miami Dolphins is so low on the totem pole, if they happen to be high up, then they definitely will not invite Incognito back because they don't need him to participate in the glory and the embarrassment. But if it turns out that they have nowhere to go, in terms of, like, Super Bowl or finals, or I don't know football, but um, and he may he may have an opportunity to come back for the final two games, but I have to tell you, Incognito, it does look like you're not going to be there next year. But I'll check it further um, as you come off of this investigation. Um, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to take some calls, and thank you for letting me um, off my cut. So, Kalia, you're on the line. Hi, Kalia. Oh. Hi, Tracy. Thank you for taking my call. Um, oh, you're welcome. I'm so glad because the board is lit up. Like, there's like 10,000 calls. Uh-huh. So I was going to go all the way down, and then when I went all the way down, I was like, oh, my God, I have to take you first because I didn't take you you know, last week, I felt so bad about that. So. Oh, no. No, yeah, I just want to say hi and say, officially say hi again on air. And, wow, that's a beautiful story with you and you and your um, sister all and how she came all the way to California. I, I love how, how you had in your mind how how you worked at everything, getting her to California on the vacation thing. But, um, but yeah, I just well, wanted I, to relate. Can I tell you yeah. something, Talia? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm, thank you for bringing that up. Because I like to tell people, like, like how strong like my faith is. Even though there are times when I'm like, God, did you abandon me? Like, like I'm looking for love, and I feel like God has abandoned me. But I know He hasn't. Don't get me wrong. I know He hasn't. But mm-hmm. when I talk about my sister. It's like today, I just want to remind people that there's a part in the Bible where they're like, God can move mountains. <clears throat> and sometimes it doesn't make sense. You're like, a mountain grows up. How can I get through the mountain? Like, how do I move a mountain? The example is with my sister, I had to fight the state of New York. And let me tell you, yeah. they thought they were dealing with some dumb chick. And, and I had, like... I can't even believe I won over the state of New York, the state of New York. I'm shocked yeah. I won over them. But I, I don't think I won over them. I think I prayed on it, and then God was like, okay, now do this. Okay, now do that. Okay, now tell them this. You know? And so I realized that it's my state that moves mountains. Yeah. Be- I mean, it's just yeah. crazy. And 
That's amazing. She's in a great group home, and she's with these Philippine women. And so every Thanksgiving now, I have Philippine food. relate to your story about the Thanksgiving thing. This is officially my second year in a row being alone for Thanksgiving, tier tier. You know, I don't want to um, dwell you don't on it. But party. Right. You don't want to pity yeah. party. But, but, yeah. but now, it was what, state you call it? what state are you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. From Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what brings you to being alone? Um, what yeah, Talk well, about that for I'm, a minute. Okay, well, I'm in college, and the first year, um, I didn't really have really the means at that point in time for it because, you know, when you're in college, you get financial aid at a certain time. You get it, like, in the beginning of the term, and then most okay. most of the time my financial aid or whatever money I did get, it, helped, it went towards family, and then most of the time the money would be gone by the end of the term which fall, Thanksgiving and all those other holidays fall around. So I didn't really have the, and I didn't really have a part-time job at the time to go all the way mm. down there. And I didn't, I didn't like, um, I didn't really think about get, buying a ticket in advance or anything like that. So that's what led to that first time. And then this time, I have a part-time job, um, but I, I stayed to work more because um, over the break um, here in college, there are certain students that stay here on the campus, like if you're out of state or if you're international. In my job, mm-hmm. I, can work over, I can work over the break. So I'm like, okay, that's a good time for me to get more hours to save more money. So that was one of the um, other reasons. But I, I don't know. There's also that, that, um, that I feel like I need to work more on myself because I feel like I'm not as good as a friend as I need to be because – I w- that was pointed out to me at freshman year with another roommate. I know it's like this long mm-hmm. story, but um, it's okay. I could I could have possibly had uh, celebrated with another friend here in Gainesville, but there's kind of somewhat of a distance that I'm putting between us. Just for me, I feel like I need to work on me a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I hope she, I hope she takes no offense to it, but you know I feel like I'm just I feel like I really need to work on me a little bit. So so I don't know. And, you know, I tell my sister, and she's like, well, you could have came down, you know, instead of working. But I'll, I'll see them most likely in the spring or something. So, wait a second. Where's your family from? You're in Florida going to school, but where's your family from? I'm in. I'm up here in North Florida, and they're in South Florida. Okay, so they're still in Florida. And how many miles yeah. away is that? How many miles away? Uh, well, I don't really know the miles, but I know it's like at least like a two and a half, three three hour drive. Okay, back and so forth. Let, let, okay, <laughs> it sounds like a burden on the way you say it. That <laughs> <way>. <laughs> so let's talk about that because it's it's different for you. It's different for you. It does sound like you're actually making a conscious choice, Kalia, not to be around family. Yeah. That's kind of different as opposed to saying, right, as opposed to saying, like, I spent two years alone. Two different things. Um, To me, it sounds like it's personal growth. Like, I have a brother that would stay away from his sisters, right? Mm-hmm. And then when he would show up again, we would be like, and we adore this brother. There's another brother that is a little... <laughs> 
a little suspect. One brother's a suspect, and the other one we just adore, and the one that we adore will stay away from us, right? Mm-hmm. And so once we asked him, he's like, why, why do you stay away? And he's like, because I need to work on me. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm done working on me, then I can be around you guys. And I love hearing that because I love someone that can openly acknowledge that they're working on themselves. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I, that's even from a spiritual place. My brother's not spiritual in, in, in a way like I'm, like, looking. For, I'm not saying it in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it sounds like you stayed away by design. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, I feel like yeah, that's the reason. That's what is it? yeah, that's the reason behind it. Yeah, and that's, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, you're right. It's not I a mean, bad thing. We we can justify it any way you want, but sometimes staying away is a good thing because if what you're going to get out of the experience is too much to handle, or if you're going to get something that it will not resonate with your soul. Somewhere deep in the back of your head, and I always connect it back to God, somewhere deep in the back of your head, you're like, it's just better for me to deal with me. Yeah. I think it's okay to incorporate that kind of selfishness if it's growth behind it. True. Now, the fact that you're in college tells me you're going to grow regardless. Yeah. So that's the good part. In terms of your emotional and spiritual growth, um, let's remember that as we're learning to deal with ourselves, that there are people out there that absolutely love us. And I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to everybody out there. I'm talking to you. That there are people out there that absolutely love you. So... As we're making a decision to grow and stay still, stand still, there's a song in church where it's like, after you've done all you can, just stand, just be still. Remember that people love you. Remember that, that people love you and people need you. So giving up your time just a little bit, two and a half hours of a trip for the day and leave the next day, not so bad in the future. Yeah, yeah. That's why I can't wait till. Yeah, that's why I can't wait till spring starts. I'm gonna start volunteering, and then I'm gonna like. I think I'm gonna buy my car actually. So then now I won't have to, um, you know, buy tickets or whatnot and all of that jazz. So. Right, right, right. Exciting future. Oh, <laughs> what are you studying, by the way? Talking about an exciting future. Um, I'm studying family, youth, and community. It's um somewhat of a new type of major. It's mostly, I think, dealing with, um, you know, the, more of the community aspect of it. So, yeah. So ah, that's that's yeah. ironic. You're studying family and community and you're staying away from family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of the irony in that. <laughs> Is your mom still living? Um, No, she's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I do have my um, guardian brother, guardian sister, so good. And your dad? No, he he passed as well. Oh, 
Okay. Now it's making more sense. And your siblings, are they real siblings or? Um, it's kind of, you know, um, not really. Um, uh, I don't know how to explain it without confusing you, but um, basically, my who, I, who I'm saying my big my um sister, my guardian brother guardian sister actually really are my cousins, and if you reverse the role, um, basically being that my birth father gave his me, like me and my sister, me and my twin sister, to um and two other another sister, another brother to his sister to his sisters, so basically my aunt. So my aunt, an uncle who passed away, um, who I'm saying is actually my parents, basically. I don't know if that, if you could resonate that, but yeah. Yeah, your aunt and uncle became your parents. Basically. And where's your real mom? Um, I have no idea because um, we were basically like adopted into the family so I don't I don't know much about my mother's side I think I heard like she's somewhere in Georgia she might have passed away I don't know um we were taken away like as state you know from state because you know they were into like you know drugs and alcoholism and stuff the um birth sure, father sure. birth mother mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah so I I seen father we seen him once like the whole um all of us, so, so yeah, hmm. all of that. Okay, listen, Lovely you're not job. the only one to have that yeah. humble beginning. Yeah. I totally respect um, that people took you in um, to give you, I'm thinking, a very healthy, viable um, upbringing. Yes. Um, and that's to be appreciated because there's so many kids in a foster care system um, so at least you didn't have that. Yeah. Um, but but while you were talking, I did pull the card, Kalia. Um, there is some pain behind that story, though. I don't. Do you do you resonate with that? Because I don't want to put that in you. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I could sense that there's pain in that story, but yeah. Um, like you said, everyone has their story, so. Yes, yes. Um, But I'm also getting victory on top of pain, and I don't know what that means yet. Um, I just find it interesting that what you're studying, I find it extremely interesting um, because it's also something that technically is lacking, technically is lacking. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Um, Let me tell you that there's going to be some major, major growth for you like major, and I'm talking about in your lifestyle. I don't think you're going to see it in the next couple of years, and I don't think you're going to see it as you lead up to graduation. Not until after you graduate and you get that first job, and I do think you're going to wind up with a job that's going to make you community-based. Wow. Um, That the change in you is going to occur. So with that being said, I still feel like your only job is to go to school. Like, seriously. Um, the job you're going to get is the job you're going to get, and I don't want you to worry about, like, what type of job or anything like that. Right now, you're just going to go to school. But ultimately, there's a major, major change coming toward you. And by the way, I don't see you having any problems making money at all. 
you will Yay. be paid well for your job. Okay. Yes. You, you will be paid well for your job. I just believe that at some point, at some point, how old are you right now? I am 20 years old. Oh, you're so young. Oh, 20 is such a beautiful age. Um, <laughs> I remember when my mom used to say, oh, you're young. But I think the way she said it used to make me mad. But I love <laughs> your old bracket. Um, at some point, you're going to be around 26, 26, 26, 25. I don't think it's 25. It's 26, 27. Around. It's three years, 25, 26, 27, or 26, 27, 28. That's when family is going to mean, like, more than you imagine. And it's going to come from the job that you're doing. And at some point, you're actually going to research or try to find your parents again. When that time comes, thank you, honey. When that time comes, no one is allowed to block you. Leah. You understand that? Mm-hmm. No one is allowed to say, let it go, Kalia, you know. No, it doesn't matter what the history is. You have the right to know the history. You have the right to seek out your people. Does that make sense? Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense a lot. That was, that was basically what was told to me, you know, ever since I, since I did want to know, but now it's faded, so... Yeah, I could see I could see that. And I can see that it's faded, which is why in the beginning they're telling me to tell you, just tell her, go to school. Don't worry about anything. Just go to school. Get your education. Then you're going to get the job. And you are going to forget. All of a sudden, you, you're just not going to have, like, the interest in knowing. But something about the job that you're going to do is going to bring the interest back. And when wow. you get that feeling, yeah, when you get that feeling, go after the history. Find out who your parents are. Doesn't matter if they're alive or not. Find out the history. Find out who they are. Do you know if you have other siblings out there? Yeah. Um, yeah, I know my who I thought were my two cousins or were actually my blood sister and blood brother. So, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought you had cousins, but they were your original brother and sister. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, you know, everybody does what they can, but that is hilarious. But basically, you you all don't know much right now. No, we don't know anything. Okay, but somebody does. Here's the, at this point, don't worry about it. Finish yeah. school, enjoy your life, go get your job. I'm just saying that when it comes up again, and it will, it comes up in a way where it kind of like hurts, and you're kind of like, what the hell? Go get the information. And the way the information you were raised is convoluted, when you go after it, it's also going to be convoluted. You have to tell people, stop, I need to know, I have a right to know. And, and break through the barrier. Um, you're African-American? <laughs> yes. Most African-American communities um, tend to, like, create stories. You know, there's a lot of things that people don't know within the family structure. I don't know why we do it, but there's, there's uh, that history a lot, I hear. 
And if you're an African-American community and you don't have, like, the lies and the, the stuff that goes on, you're so lucky. I come from a family that will change history in a minute, on a dime. They will change history. <laughs> <laughs> I will have an aunt that's not a blood relative, but if I don't like, recognize her as an aunt, they'll beat me down. Like, I get crazy. <laughs> but in any case, let me take the next. Um, yes, thank you so much. You're welcome, Clea. You're adorable. So go get your education, stay in school, do not let anything deter you from that because you're meant for big things and you're meant to get a job that pays you well. One day your history will come up against you, and when it does, fight to know the truth. Okay. All right, Have a good day, Tracy. Thank you. Thanks, honey. Thanks. I'll talk to you on Facebook. Bye-bye. Okay, so I'm going to 917, and that is a New York number, and I love New Yorkers. I hope you're from New York. Hi, 917, on the line. 917, 51 minutes on the line. You must be there. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. All right, 917, I tried to quit you, but uh, you're not there. So I'm going to keep you on hold. And then I'm going to take the next call. Hi, 720. Hello, my name is Michelle. Good afternoon. Hi, Michelle. It's Tracy. How are you? I am great. How are you doing, Tracy? Very well. Very well, thank you. So, Michelle, what's going on? The question I have for you is I'm hoping that you can see... um, Am I going to be able to file for my divorce by January, at least, at the latest? Okay. How long have you been separated? Uh, Not separated, actually. um, (laughs) I've been, you know, I let it be known that I want this to be over. Oh, my goodness. You're going to be in a war with the roses situation. (laughs) 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 What what state are you calling from? From Colorado. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling the cards now. What's your sign? I'm a Leo. Oh, hi. I'm a Leo, too. Oh, great. Wonderful. (laughs) When's your birthday? August 13th. I'm August 8th, and your husband? He is actually Libra, and his is October 21st. Huh. October 21st. Um, guy around you? Around me, guy no. around. Okay, there's another guy I've around I've heard there is one coming, like, you know, I've heard he's coming, but... I already okay. made a promise, me, you know, that I'm waiting, okay. like, at least a year to work on me so we can maybe be friends. I'd have to get to know him anyway. But I do know that there is someone in the wings. I just never... There's I someone in the... Okay, no judgment here. So there is someone in the wings. Not that I know. Like, I've just been told, like, there's someone... Oh, that's you've been told. Yeah, but I haven't met him. I don't know him. Nothing like that. Okay, okay. Let me just start with this guy that's there. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about him because he didn't show up yet. He will show up. He's a 
Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn man. He's a very strong character. Um, I'm getting him as somewhat dark-skinned. Um, somewhat dark-skinned. And you live in Colorado. Hmm. Um, I'm getting someone that values money, values money. Um, or he has a job that deals with numbers or deals with money, something like that. He respects money, this guy. Okay. Um, he's a game changer. When you meet this guy, it's one of those things that you, you've never had this before. I've never, I've never experienced this before. Um, and he's a game changer. He's a, he's a resurrector. He, is it in a good way? Oh, it's a good way, yes. Whenever it's bad, I'll tell you, like, oh, my God, you know, I'll be more dramatic about it. When it's a good way, yeah, it's a good way. He's a good man, this guy that's coming. Like, he's a good, good man. Um, He's going to have some concerns about you, though. So when he shows up, I think he comes from a very moral structure, and I want to be able to offer up to you, don't do anything. Don't do anything oh, yeah, while you're living in the confines of your home with your husband, even if you file for divorce. He's yeah. actually a straight and narrow character, and he'll take you. If you offer, he'll take you, but ultimately he won't marry you. Again, well, trust so that me, you I, can... That's why I said it's going to take at least a year because I don't know him. So it takes me mm-hmm. six months and over to get to know somebody. So none of that will be happening. Yeah. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, Are you going to be able to file for your divorce in January? January, February. You're hoping sooner. I would say not in December. I wouldn't even bother in December, but um, if you can file it in the next five weeks, which still puts me back the first week of January, I have to say yes. Um, Does filing it mean he gets the notice? Well, How does that work? No, I just want Can to you, be able to, like, you go, you file, and then he has to be served. And um, Okay. You know, I have another question, case, though. Uh, mm-hmm. I get it. So if you were to file in December, he may not be served until January or? Uh, no, it should be, like, within a couple of days. Like, it, it doesn't. Okay. All right. I would not during, do it during the holidays. Okay. Uh, just save yourself. It's not worth the drama that's going to come with the lifelong of knowing that this is what you did to him. That stays in your memory. Whether you'll be proud of it or not doesn't matter. Um, and he doesn't need the memory. And she had the nerve to follow me during Christmas time. Like, really? Hold on to it. Um, I would say January, February. And because I know you want to do it soon, um, the burial could be January, but it could late as February. Okay. Um, there's a lot of fighting going on with you guys. Uh, no, he doesn't um, like that, but I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, he tries to pull me into that, but I don't, I'm not in the argument. I don't waste energy like that. And so mm-hmm. I don't allow that to happen. Like, I'll just go in the room or I'll literally leave. Like, I don't fight or argue with him at all. Okay, all right. I do see the, the conflict, that the, the, stop, the pot that's being stirred for the fight. Um, yeah. And it's constant to me. It's constant. Like, I feel like it's never ending. Yeah, because um, I really want out. 
and he doesn't want, you know, he wants to make it work, and there's no working. Yeah. I, I don't care for him like that anymore. Yeah, it's interesting you should say that because I actually see, if you don't mind me saying, I don't know if you want to hear this, but I actually see he loves you. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love him too, you know. It's just spiritually mm. we're not yoked. The growth is not there. When I was mm. back, you know, trying to get him to care about, you know, his spirituality, I mentioned it to him. Mm. We all have to will. He had no interest. So I respected that. But when you start to right. try to hold him back and, you know, now I don't view him in the same, you know, I wish him well, definitely. But it has to end. Yeah. This is not, I'm in a nine-year path. I'm ending everything that is not for my highest good, and this is a big part of that, you know. I always wish yeah. him well, and I want him to have, you know, the best life. He will have a good life because he deserves to be with someone who loves him like I used to love him. I don't. Wow, wow. I mean, I did that once. I left my ex-husband because I loved him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I cared enough. I cared enough to let him go. And I got to be honest with you. I I think I made a great decision. He wound up with a really good wife who helped mother, my son, she's never been a problem with me. She's always been a sweetheart. Um, we're not the best of friends, but I, I can only respect the woman that has helped raise my son. She's never yeah. disrespected my son. She's never hit my son. She's never treated him poorly. Like, he married a really good woman. And that was an experience that, like, my son needed for whatever reason. So yeah. I get that. Um <clears throat> I got to tell you, though, to be honest with you, I think he's going to get really, really sick. I think that he loves you in a way where it's really, really going to hurt him. Um, I'm not telling you this to stop you. I'm just giving you some of the dynamics that's going to go on. Um, I think he's going to wind up getting physically ill, and it could be mental, the physically illness. It could be mental, but it doesn't matter. It's going to be real to him. And, And it could be a real diagnosis, by the way. Um, it yes, could I, be a way of stopping you. Does he want to go to counseling? Because I see where. He's already, yeah, he's there. He's he's there, but he he's there for him. You know, like he wanted to pull me into. Like I told you, I don't argue with him. You know, I told him a while back because I wanted us to come together and do this together. But he's fighting me. Like you know, we can make this work, and I don't want to make it work. You know, I, I want to end it lovingly as possible, but it's over. Like, this is it. And oh. so he has started counseling recently, but that's more of a way to, like, you know, say, see, look, I'm trying, you know, I'm doing everything that I can do. But, again, right. if this has been something that happened maybe two years ago, okay, fine. But when I was yeah. telling him I'm not happy, you know, it was just like I don't care. Like, you know, really I don't, you know, there was no he really just didn't care, you know what I mean? And so now that yeah. he does, I I still care for him, but I don't care about him in that way anymore. And mm. so I have those feelings for him. Still, wow. He's in counseling, but I do not love this man in the way that you need to love someone to, mar- to be in a marriage. Like, that's gone. I don't have that advice. And it will never come back. And, you know what I mean, he needs to just live his life because I need to live 
Okay, so there's two things I just want to point out. The cards are showing me it's a ten of swords next to two of cups, next to the five of pentacles, and I get no lack of faith, you know, and that he may have stabbed himself in the back um, and trying to resurrect it. He might be, he actually might be stabbing himself in the back because <clears throat> he doesn't have the right tools to, to get you back. Like he doesn't have, he's not doing the right things and saying the right things. Um, it could be because you're at a complete loss. However. I want to be able to tell you that he's going to get in a desperate, a desperate place, um, which could include some jail time, because okay. he's so desperate, huh? No, I, I understand what you're saying. Because I'm getting that he's so desperate, the last resort is is like like trying to stop you, and it could be physical on you. Mhm. So just you know, be mindful of that. And you are filing for the divorce while you're in the house, and so there you go. Um, yeah. Well, I actually plan on getting a protective order, you know, for me and my son. I plan on making him leave, but I do want to move, you know, eventually too. So when I file, I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're oh, going to be here because, like he said, War of the Roses. We have a child. Mm-hmm. We can't be doing it. And so I do plan to get a protective order to get him out of here. And mm. to be able to move as soon as possible, but like financially, it's the whole financial situation. Like he has the money, I do not, and he's making sure I don't mm. have access to it in order to be able to, you know, get all this taken care of. Right. But now, by the way, for me to, you know, start getting things together so that I can do this because this is literally, you know, it's meant to happen. This has to end. Yeah. I mean. I'm always a person that is an advocate for planning. That's just me. Um, yeah. And when I see violence, then planning is, like, really, really important. Like, it just really is. Um, I've been in your situation, and um, I've had to, you know, leave my ex-husband, and um, ironically, I, I Told this, I don't know if I've ever told this story on live TV, but um, it, it's just a situation where my ex-husband planned to, like, stop having an affair, and then he planned it, like, it was September, and then he's like, I'm going to stop in January, and I was like, okay, because I had a son, and I, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, it's it's weird what we do for for relationships, for marriage, particular. If I had not been in a marriage, it would have been totally different. But I was in a marriage, and I had yeah. a new baby. My baby was he had just turned two, and I just found out about the affair, and my ex-husband was like, I'm going to end it in January. And I thought, okay. <laughs> now I would not okay. do that, and I don't advise anybody else to follow that kind of Decision-making, I just don't think everyone's in their right state of mind when there's an affair going on. We're all kind of a little yeah. loopy. And because yeah. I'm a passive person, I'm aggressive, but in relationships I tend to be passive. I just wanted my husband, and I thought, I'm okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to allow him this. And the four months of waiting for him, for his deadline, was the four months I gave to planning because I wasn't sure if it was going to be true. And Mm -hmm. so I planned, and I planned effectively, 
and I made sure that I was working and viable and had my own money and saving up my own money for first month's rent, second month's rent, and finding a location that was safe for a single person and a, and a child. And then sure enough, December 31st, he was out partying, and January 1st, I got my husband back. I got the guy that I'd always loved and that character that I remember. I got the original guy back. And when I saw this switch... Did you want him, though? No. You got him back I was getting ready to tell you that. That's the funny (laughs) part. Uh His switch was so automatic, it was literally, okay, January 1st, back to tracing. And I got it, and I took it, and I received it. That was the difference. I received it because I wanted him. I wanted to remember the guy that I had. But I received what I wanted. I filled myself up. And within a month, I was gone. I was gone in February. I was out. Because how dare you put a deadline on my marriage? How dare you? So I'm only telling you the story because I really want you to be smart. You know, I do see some violence here. You know, I'm not an advocate of violence. Um, cops were called to my house in the midst of, you know, all of this. And my ex-husband had put his hands around my neck and he made me bleed and he dug his nail into, into my neck. And the cops, I called the cops on him. And then my ex-husband said to the cops, well, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done that to her if she didn't grab my arm. And then the cops were like, well, guess what? Now you both have to get arrested. And my son was upstairs in the bedroom, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Arrest me. I forgot about my son. I did not give a shit. I walked out, and I got in the cop car. I got in it (laughs) without the cops, without handcuffs. I was like, let's do this. You're going to arrest me? Come on. I'm done. So I was done with him. And then my ex-husband was negotiating with the cops, and he was like, listen, my son is here, so just take me, don't take her. And so the cops came to the car, and they were like, get out the car. And I was like, no, fuck you, you know, arrest me, fuck you. (laughs) I'm so upset. But ultimately, you're like, are you kidding me? Fuck you. And then ultimately, my my ex-husband was like, Tracy, Brian's upstairs, and I was like, oh, okay. So they wound up not arresting him because the town that I came from, Montclair, New Jersey, had an old boys network with the African-American cops and the African-American male, and so they didn't arrest him. They just walked him around the block and told him not to come back for a few hours, blah, 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 blah. I'm only telling you this whole story because I want you to plan. I want you to be careful. I want you to be conscientious. God, please, please, please be careful. Please, I'm begging you. I will. All right. Let me get out, of, get out of here. Keep me posted. And if you ever need to call me, you know, and get, you know, a more in-depth reading at the Green Man store, call me. Call me okay. and get a reading so that you could, you know, no violence to you and your baby. Do it the right way. Yeah. Thank All you right. so much. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Oh, good. I, I I pray that you come back. And I also took your number, by the way, so I'm going to record your number in my phone and keep it handy. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Michelle. You Take have a easy. wonderful weekend. You too. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi. Oh. 
Hi, Tracy. You're on the line. Hey, Tracy. This is Kimberly. Kimberly, how are you, honey? I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Good. What's going on? Well, I um, have a date tonight. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Me too. Yeah. So what's your I question? My question is nothing about relationships. My question oh, is about, yeah, I know, right? Uh, my question <laughs> is about increasing some finances, um, either by uh, maybe a little side hustle or part-time work or looking for another job. I just, you know, want to know when that's coming up or what's yes, coming up when it comes hustle. to my finances. Yeah. All right. How's your Thanksgiving? Oh, my Thanksgiving was good. It turned out really well. Good. What about yours? Oh, you, yours went well, was, I heard. It, yeah, it was very, I was very, very, very uh, happy this Thanksgiving. So thank you for asking. Hold on yes. a second. Okay. Um, I hustle. I hustle. I hustle. You know, Kimberly, I don't see you having a problem with money down the line, down the line, 10 weeks from now. 10 weeks from now, I don't see you having a problem with money. Um, Okay. I think you should just apply to different places, and then you're just going to get it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's going to be that great of a job, but I also don't think that – I don't think it's going to be hard for you um, to get money. What, I'm, what I am getting is that whatever the, hot, the side hustle is, it's not going to be, I think it's going to be just enough to get the things that you need for your new place. That's the way I see it. <sighs> okay. I don't think it's going to be like a long-term, you know, extra income. I think it's going to be that type of job. <clears throat> Not that you have to quit, but I just don't see you wanting to stay there. So I feel like you're going to say, all right, cool, I'm just going to do this to get the things that I need to put in my household. Okay. Is that more like of a part-time job? It's definitely part-time and it's definitely temporary. Okay. Um, Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's nothing permanent. It's not, I promise you. And it's also the type of job that it's, it's a good job in terms of seeing it from a different perspective, which means I, you'll never take this type of job ever again. Um, mm-hmm. But it also helps because somehow or another by being in this position and by being a teacher, whatever the job is, you get to see it from the inside. And then from that perspective, you're a better consumer. You kind of go, Huh, now I know how this feels. So it okay. could be, it, it's definitely, listen, it's part-time temporary. I don't think the okay. job is being offered. I don't think it's being offered as part-time temporary is what I'm trying to say. I think you take the job thinking that this is an alternate lifestyle, and then once you take the job, you're like, oh, hell no. I'm only going to do this, for, you know, this amount of time period, and then I'm quitting. Okay. Does that make okay. sense, what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah, it sounds like a part-time job that I'm doing just to gather some money. That's what it sounds like. Yes. But but I think it's definitely offered as a permanent job is what I'm trying to say. What? That's okay. What I'm, I'm wow. trying to get that across to you. I think the job okay. is offered as permanent, not full-time, but permanent. It's not until you take the job that you that you see it as temporary. You're like, I'll, I don't like this job. I'll never do this type of job again. But I need the job, and I'm going to keep the job to, you know, fill my house with whatever you need to do with your home. Okay. I don't know. I, I think it might be around, like, uh, wireless or telephone or something like that. I don't think oh, it's retail. You don't like that, see? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I'm telling you, it's, a, it's one of those type of jobs that you're just not going to like. Here's what's um, really important about what's being offered here, though, Kim- Kimberly. Uh-huh. It is one of those things where you just kind of take it because you need to take it. Uh-huh. Don't beat yourself up because uh-huh. you are coming to life as a teacher. Don't beat yourself up. The alternate job technically is not supposed to be a qualified job. You're looking for money. Right. So there is a job being offered, not the best in terms of, like, what it is that you're doing. And you kind of look at it and you kind of go, okay, I see what this is. It's temporary. I'm going to give myself this deadline. I'm going to make the money I need to make, and I'm out. Hold on a second. Okay. Hello. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So that's what I'm getting. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I would say go out there and take any job, apply for any job. You're hireable, but don't think it's going to be permanent. You will be hired as, you know, hey, stick around. You know, we need people like you. And then once you're there, you're, you're going to be like, oh, no, 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 I'm out. All right, okay. girl, let me get up out of here. Let me get another right. call in. All right. Okay. Thank you. I'll talk, I'll talk to you later. Okay. You're welcome. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. and do more readings. I'm so sorry. Um, Today is November 30th. 
Um, call me at the Green Man Store, 818-331-9685. Join me on Twitter at Pop Culture Psychic, P-S-Y-C-K is how I spell psychic. Or join me on Facebook, Psychic Tracy Brown. Once again, call me, 818-985-2010, Okay, guys, thank you so much. I'm going to end this episode, and have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your weekend and be safe. Bye.